Hey there, my Up in Flames listeners. Welcome back to another Quick Tip Tuesday. But today might turn into a little bit of a longer Tip Tuesday, but there's good reason for it. I wanted to get out some discussion about suicide prevention. So while it might not be as quick of a tip as you were thinking, I promise you it's going to be informative. So let's talk about this. Yep, get uncomfortable. We're talking about it. Let's do it. Okay, let's do this. I know it's a little bit uncomfortable, but we're going to talk about it. All right, here's what we're doing. We're talking about it. We're going to understand suicide a little bit. I'm going to have an informative discussion with you. Gosh darn it. Let's talk about some misconceptions really quick. Okay, we don't need to go through all the stats of like how often it happens, yada, yada, yada. Okay, here's a myth. People who talk about suicide really won't do it. Fact, almost everyone who attempts suicide has given some clear warning. Don't ignore even indirect references to death or suicide. Statements like, You'll be sorry when I'm gone. I can't see any way out. No matter how casually or jokingly said, they might indicate serious suicidal feelings. Myth. Anyone who tries to kill themselves must be crazy. Fact. Most suicidal people are not psychotic or insane. They're upset, grief-stricken, depressed, or despairing, but extreme distress and emotional pain are not necessarily signs of mental illness. Myth. If someone is determined to kill themselves, nothing is going to stop them. Fact. Even a very severely depressed person has mixed feelings about death, fluctuating between wanting to live and wanting to die. Rather than wanting death, they just want the pain to stop. And the impulse to end their lives doesn't last forever. Myth. People who die by suicide are people who were unwilling to seek help. Fact. Many people try to get help before attempting suicide. In fact, studies indicate that more than 50% of suicide victims had sought medical help in the six months prior to their deaths. Myth. Talking about suicide may give someone the idea. Fact. You don't give someone suicidal ideas by talking about suicide. Rather, the opposite's true. Talking openly and honestly about suicidal thoughts and feelings can actually help save a life. All right, now what are the warning signs of suicide? So take any suicidal talker behavior seriously. Take it seriously, even if it's just like a chit-chat about somebody else or, you know, you really got to kind of have your radar up. It's not just a warning sign that the person is thinking about suicide. It's a cry for help. You know, and doesn't just because we talk about suicide doesn't mean I'm suicidal. Come and, you know, come help me. I mean, especially when it's happening in our surroundings, we just need to talk about it too. Just because you want to talk about it doesn't mean you're suicidal. Most suicidal individuals give warning signs or signals of their intentions. The best way to prevent suicide is to recognize these warning signs and know how to respond if you spot them. If you believe that a friend or a family member is suicidal, you can play a role in suicide prevention by pointing out the alternatives, showing that you care, and getting a doctor or psychologist involved. Sometimes just a subtle mention, it doesn't even have to be pointed at them, but just talking or doing something that they love or care about might spark something in their mind and override some of the really rough feelings that they're having inside. Major warning signs for suicide include talking about killing or harming oneself, talking or writing a lot about death or dying, and seeking out things that could be used in a suicide attempt, such as weapons and drugs. These signals are even more dangerous if the person has a mood disorder, such as depression or bipolar disorder, suffers from alcohol dependence, has previously attempted suicide, or has a family history of suicide. A more subtle but equally dangerous warning sign in suicide is hopelessness. Studies have found that hopelessness is a strong predictor of suicide. 
People who feel hopeless may talk about unbearable feelings, predict a bleak future, and state that they have nothing to look forward to. Other warning signs that point to a suicidal mind frame include dramatic mood swings or sudden personality changes such as switching from outgoing to withdrawn or well-behaved to rebellious. A suicidal person may also lose interest in day-to-day activities, neglect his or her appearance, and show big changes in eating or sleeping habits. Suicide warning signs include talking about suicide. Any talk about suicide, dying or self-harm, such as, I wish I hadn't been born, if I see you again, or I'd be better off dead. Seeking out lethal means, seeking access to guns, pills, knives, or other objects that could be used in a suicide attempt. Preoccupation with death. Unusual focus on death, dying, or violence. Writing poems or stories about death. No hope for the future. Feelings of helplessness, hopelessness, and being trapped. There's no way out. Believing that things will never get better or change. Self-loathing and self-hatred. Feelings of worthlessness, guilt, shame, and self-hatred. Feeling like a burden. Everyone would be better off without me. Getting their affairs in order. Making out a will. Giving away prized possessions. Making arrangements for family members. Saying goodbye. Unusual or unexpected visits or calls to family and friends. Saying goodbye to people as if they won't be seen again. Sometimes these are not recognizable until after the fact, and then people look back and realize what was happening. Self-destructive behavior, increased alcohol or drug use, reckless driving, unsafe sex, taking unnecessary risks as if they have a death wish, a sudden sense of calm. A sudden sense of calm and happiness after being extremely depressed can mean that the person has made a decision to attempt suicide. Let's go over some tips. Suicide prevention tip number one, speak up if you're worried. If you spot the warning signs of suicide in someone you care about, you may wonder if it's a good idea to say anything. What if you're wrong? What if the person gets angry? In such situations, it's natural to feel uncomfortable or afraid. But anyone who talks about suicide or shows warning signs needs immediate help. The sooner the better. Talking to a friend or family member about their suicidal thoughts and feelings can be extremely difficult for anyone. But if you're unsure whether someone is suicidal, the best way to find out is to ask, You can't make a person suicidal by showing them that you care. In fact, giving a suicidal person the opportunity to express his or her feelings can provide relief from loneliness and pent-up negative feelings and may prevent a suicide attempt. Now, on this kind of a side note, you know, the problem is that so many people go dark and quiet because they don't want anybody to know that they're thinking about it because then if they are called out or if somebody rings the bell and gets everybody involved, like so-and-so is thinking about killing themselves, it can like stop life as you know it, right? Next thing you know, you're, you know, what if you're being put on a medical hold or what if, you know, what if it, your job relies on it? Okay, let's, you guys take all that out of your head for a minute. Take it all out because I want you to forget about that and I want you to just go and talk to them. Going up to a friend, you don't have to go call an 800 number or the police or alert their entire family right away, but going up to one of your peers and just saying, hey man, have you been thinking about harming yourself? Yeah, just the straight up question. Just straight out lay it out there. You know, you'd be surprised. It it might show them that you care, that someone cares, and it might give them an opportunity to open up, realizing that maybe talking about it doesn't mean that they're going to get hauled off in a straitjacket like they're worried about. Maybe they'll be willing to talk a little bit more. Now, ways to start a conversation about suicide. You can say, I've been feeling concerned about you lately. Recently, I've noticed some differences in you, and I wondered how you're doing. I wanted to check in with you because you haven't seen yourself lately. So if you don't want to go straight to the, are you thinking about hurting yourself? You know, those are some ones that you can dabble in. Questions you can ask is, when did you begin feeling like this? Did something happen to make you start feeling this way? How can I best support you right now? 
Have you thought about getting help? What you can say that helps. You are not alone in this. I'm here for you. You may not believe it now, but the way you're feeling will change. I may not be able to understand exactly how you feel, but I do care about you and I want to help you. When you want to give up, tell yourself you will hold off for just one more day, hour, minute, whatever you can manage. Now, when talking to a suicidal person, do be yourself. Let the person know that you care, that they're not alone. Finding the right words are nearly as important as showing your concern. Listen. Let your friend or your loved one vent and unload their feelings. No matter how negative the conversation seems, the fact that it is taking place is a positive sign. Be sympathetic and non-judgmental. The suicidal person is doing the right thing by talking about their feelings, no matter how difficult it may be to hear. Offer hope. Reassure your loved one that help is available and that the suicidal feelings are temporary. Let the person know that their life is important to you. Take the person seriously. If a suicidal person says things like, I'm so depressed I can't go on, ask if they're having suicidal thoughts. Are they thinking of hurting themselves? You're allowing them to share their pain with you, not putting ideas in their head. But don't. Don't argue with the suicidal person. Avoid saying things like, you have so much to live for, your suicide will hurt your family, or just snap out of it. Think about what you'll leave behind. Don't act shocked. Lecture on the value of life or argue that suicide is wrong. Promise confidentiality or be sworn to secrecy. Don't do that. A life is at stake and you may need to speak to a mental health professional in order to keep the suicidal person safe. If you promise to keep your discussion secret, you may have to break your word, so be prepared for that. Offer, don't offer ways to fix your loved one's problems. Give advice or make them feel like they have to justify their suicidal feelings. It's not about how bad the problem is, but how badly it's hurting your friend or loved one. You can't just fix it. You can't put a Band-Aid on it. So don't try that. That's not what's going on. Don't blame yourself. You can't fix someone else's depression. Your friend or loved one's happiness or lack thereof is not your responsibility. Tip two, respond quickly in a crisis. If a friend or family member tells you that he or she's thinking about death or suicide, it's important to evaluate the immediate danger that the person's in. Those at the highest risk for committing suicide in the near future have a specific suicide plan, the means to carry out the plan and a time set for doing it and an intention to do it. It's true, you guys. There, there is a plan that they will all work up, not all of them, but most will already have the plan worked up in their head. The following questions you can assess for immediate risk of suicide is, do you have a suicide plan? Do you have what you need to carry out your plan, pills, guns, etc.? Do you have the means? Do you know when you're going to do it? Do they have a time set? Do you intend to take your own life? Intention. There's a whole breakdown of the level of suicide risk. Low, some suicidal thoughts, no suicide plan, says he or she won't attempt it. Moderate, suicidal thoughts, vague plan, isn't very lethal, says he or she won't attempt suicide. High, suicidal thoughts, specific plan that's highly lethal, says he or she won't attempt suicide. And severe, Suicidal thoughts, specific plan that is highly lethal, says he or she will attempt suicide. If suicide attempt is imminent, call a local crisis center, dial 911, or take the person to an emergency room. Remove guns, knives, drugs, and other potentially lethal objects from the vicinity, but do not, under any circumstances, leave the suicidal person alone. Tip number three, offer help and support. If a friend or family member is suicidal, the best way to get help is by offering an empathetic listening ear. 
Let your loved one know that he or she is not alone and that you care. Don't take responsibility, however, for healing your loved one. You can offer support, but you can't make a suicidal person get better. He or she has to make a personal commitment to recovery. It takes a lot of courage to help someone who is suicidal. Witnessing a loved one dealing with thoughts about ending his his or her own life can stir up many difficult emotions. As you're helping a suicidal person, don't forget to take care of yourself. Find someone that you trust, a friend or a family member, a clergyman or a counselor, to talk to about your feelings and get support of your own, even if it's just a peer. To help a suicidal person, get professional help. Do everything in your power to get a suicidal person to the help help that he or she needs. Call a crisis line for advice and referrals. Encourage the person to see a mental health professional. Help locate a treatment facility or take them to a doctor's appointment. Follow up on treatment. If the doctor prescribes a medication, make sure your friend or loved one takes it as directed. Be aware of possible side effects and be sure to notify the physician if the person seems to be getting worse. It often takes time and persistence to find the medication or therapy that's right for a particular person. Be proactive. Those contemplating suicide often don't believe that they can be helped, so you may have to be more proactive at offering assistance. Saying, call me if you need anything, is too vague. Don't wait for the person to call you or even to return your calls. Drop by, call again, invite them out. Encourage positive lifestyle changes. See if you can't get them outside with you into the sun to get a little bit of exercise. It releases endorphins, relieves stress, and promotes emotional well-being. Make a safety plan. Help the person develop a set of steps that he or she promises to follow during a suicidal crisis. It should identify any triggers that may lead to a crisis, such as an anniversary of a loss, alcohol, or stress from relationships. Also include contact numbers for the person's doctor or therapist, as well as a friends and family member number who will be able to help them in an emergency. Remove potential means of suicide, such as pills, knives, razors, firearms. I know you can't get rid of everything, but the stuff that's obvious, let's get it out of the house. If the person is likely to take an overdose, keep medications locked away or give them out only as a person needs them. Help them by helping them ration them. Continue your support over the long haul. Even after the immediate suicidal crisis is passed, stay in touch with the person, periodically checking in or dropping by. Your support is vital to ensure your friend or loved one remains on the recovery track. Risk factors. Depression in particular plays a large role in suicide. The difficulty that suicidal people have imagining a solution to their suffering is due to in part of the distorted thinking caused by depression. And depression can be really hard to spot in people sometimes. It's amazing how well a lot of people can hide it and seem like everything's going to be okay. We can all help prevent suicide. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is not just for people who are suicidal. You can also call it if you know of someone and you aren't sure what to do to help them. So that's 1-800-273-8255, 800-273-TALK. Or you can go to their website at suicidepreventionlifeline.org and check out more information there. There are a lot of other resources as well that I'm going to list in the show notes if you're looking for more information or other foundations and lines to call. There's so many good people out there doing amazing things, volunteers, foundations that are here to help you. Everyone plays a role in suicide prevention. All of us. It's all about peer support, watching out for each other. So with that in mind, you guys check out the show notes. You've got the number I just gave you. There's going to be more resources in there. And just do whatever you can to help each other. And thank you for listening to this. Thank you for caring enough to tap on this and listen to something that talks about suicide. It's a hard really hard subject, but we got to be uncomfortable to help each other out. 
And with that, you guys choose the hard right over easy silence when it comes to helping someone. Ask them if they're okay. Find out what you can do. Thanks for being here at Up in Flames and lead with fire.